Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. And back with me, uh, I think third time returning, uh, Benjamin Prinzing from Catalyst. Good to have you, Benjamin. Good to be here. Hey, Brandon. So today we're going to talk about how to engage family members in wellness programs. It's so hard, right? (laughs) It is is a little tough for sure. It is the one biggest thing because if you think about it, most employers have a health program that inevitably involves family members. I mean, there's a a fraction of the the groups that just have employee-only rates, but a lot of times they offer dependent care uh, with their medical program. So what it makes perfect sense to involve them in wellness programs, doesn't it? You would think, but uh, most uh, employers are, aren't quite there yet. And so hopefully after today, we can hopefully encourage some employers to, to, to do just that. And I, think, and I think the question is, is employers are maybe not, they haven't quite figured out the wellness program thing. And so they're like, well, how, if we can't even figure it out with our employee group, why push it down to the family members at that point? But let's... For the for the sake of this podcast, let's assume that employers have their wellness programs figured out. How do they reach the family members? It's a great question. Honestly, the the easiest way is is really through the employees. Is if we can get their buy in and they're already have been participating and are enjoying it, they're going to be our biggest advocates. They're going to be our, our our champions of it. And the success that we've seen with employers that have included spouses. Um, ha- did start with just just having the employees, and then when the spouses were included, it was kind of a big deal. It was like, oh my goodness, my my spouse, my family can participate in these in these programs, and um, no one's going to be able to sell it uh, better than better than the employee to their to their own family. So um, definitely have to have some success first uh, with the employees, and then it makes it the rollout to spouses just that much easier. Do you think the 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 reason why employers aren't you are trying to reach out to the family members. Do you think the reason why is because they haven't quite figured out the wellness programs or do you, or do you think it's for some other reason? I think it'd be a combination. Um, one of a few things, one, obviously that like they haven't got their, their, their own wellness program for employees, you know, nailed down yet. One could be a budget. We've, you know, we're, we're already tapped out with what we're spending on the employee wellness program. So obviously including spouses and even just a, a health screening event is going to cost you an extra, you know, 40 to $60, depending on who you're using. So that those things, those things can add up. Um, the other thing is, is just they're they're technically considered remote, right? They work from home, and and we if we're having enough hard enough time already working with the employees that are physically here and in front of me, how are we ever going to reach them? So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, and we don't know what to do. Um, so that old saying, confused mind says no, and so we just don't do anything, which that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's not, and but so from your perspective. I mean, you're, you're working with tons of employers uh, for building wellness programs and building a plan for them. How many of those clients or, yeah, how many of your clients actually roll down their wellness program to the family members? In- embarrassingly, it's, it's less than half. 
uh, mm. for sure. And it's definitely one thing that we push uh, a lot. Um, but that's why I can speak to the reasons why they're they're not including them yet. Is one we're we're brand new to to, to wellness, and so we got to start there too. There, it's the budget, or or three. Um, we just need more time to be able to reach them, and and they're not quite there yet uh, mentally. So it, it, it's a work in progress. Usually, we see working with spouses takes it anywhere from two to three years or more, uh, depending on the organization. But eventually, that's our goal is is to get there. It's interesting because you are embarrassed by it, <laughs> but for for somebody who thinks like, "Wow, it'd be so hard to to roll it down to family members," I'm like, "Wow, almost half." of your client base. That's incredible. Like you must be doing something right. So I mean, hats off to you. I mean, that's, I think it's pretty incredible because most employers would think like, no, we're just going to roll it to our employees because for one, that's all the budget we have. But two, how do we even communicate with them? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and again, how we communicate with them is definitely through, through the employees. And because we also have access to the, the census file, if they're, especially if they're on a medical plan, we have the spouse's contact information. And so we always get that from the HR people. So we can say, hey, we want to start communicating out to them directly and including them on the different initiatives that, that we might be doing. So it allows us to have a little bit more you know, interaction. We, we, we treat them as if they're, they are an employee. They're, they're part of the company's family, right? Um, and, they, and they should be. You know, st- um, studies have shown for years that spouses, I mean, even if you're just looking at it from an investment cost standpoint, sadly, uh, um, spouses are, are, are uh, costing us about 30% higher in healthcare costs than, than the employees do. So even just from looking at that alone, there's a huge need to to offer them some kind of health education or health improvement program, um, just just to let them be aware. Not to mention that obviously a lot of you know spouses might be the ones you know cooking food at home or or taking care of the kids and and so if we're trying to promote health and wellness over here, but health and wellness is not promoted over there in, in the home, it makes our job that much more difficult. So there's a huge need to include them. Um, actually, we've seen. Um, and even you can you can even Google it. Um, you can actually up to double your participation rate just with your employees by including spouses. It, I mean, it just makes it that wow. much easier. Yeah, I mean, this is like a, a kind of a no-brainer. You want to increase employee engagement? I give one yeah. easy answer: include spouses. And, and it makes sense because that you almost have like a built-in accountability buddy at home. Uh, oh, ab- absolutely. And and when wellness programs are typically offered, the, the resources are offered and available for free, and you can offer that to to your uh, spouse. Then the spouses are starting to rave about your, your about your company, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're, you work for an amazing company," and they're more supportive. And that's what we at least that's what we've seen. Okay, let's let's do a hypothetical. I'm. A CEO, I'm one of your clients. You've built out an awesome wellness program for me, and it's just reaching employees. Now I've come to you, Benjamin. I want to include family members. How do we do that? What's that? What are the next steps? What are you going to tell me? Sure, we. I've done a couple things. One is, like I had mentioned, we would have access to phone numbers and um, email addresses. Hopefully. Uh, through that census file, be able to engage them directly. Um, getting some kind of material over to the employee to give to their to their spouse. We've hosted webinars and and conference calls to get the employees to invite them uh, to participate or at least uh, chime in and, and learn more about what it is that we're doing. So it's more of a an awareness thing, a fun thing. Like why it's important. Like we want you to we want you to be a part of our our, our company as well too. Like you're just as important, you know, as the employee working here, right? Um, and, and third is that we've seen employers that have gotten to where they've, t- they've tied you know, they've, they tied their wellness program to their health benefits. So an employer that's that's continuing to spend 
you know, you know, covering 100% of the cost for healthcare. And as long as they participate in the wellness program, we've seen that like, hey, in year two or year three, we're going to have the spouses, you know, um, be included in that. We want them to to be uh, have to be, be able to take their health screenings. We want them to be able to take the health risk assessment or, or engage in health coaching. So by communicating that out through conference calls and through webinars and getting the spouses to participate, especially if it's tied to their benefits, um, we see a, a lot higher participation rate um, in, doing, in doing that as well. Did that answer your question? It does. And I'm actually kind of curious, if you're going to try to to integrate them, do you think it's better on, let's say you have a, your wellness program runs on a calendar year or something like that. So every year, like you roll out this new plan and what you're going to do for the next year or something like that. Would you involve them in the plan or would you just say like, hey, we're going to do like this, we're going to do this event, whether it's like a walking challenge or some sort of fitness challenge. And we want to involve family members in this project. Do you think it's better to just do like kind of baby steps and get them into prod like uh, an event sort of thing or build them into the program and just go in like two feet no i, I that's a great point and again i i always say that starting small and so if you have events like you know your, your summer picnic and things like that that you're including those families anyways having some kind of wellness event or wellness day for families mm. as well too yeah. that's great and i've seen employers do that they don't include them on the day-to-day stuff but once a year they do and it gets them at least in touch with them and um and involved in the company in, su- in some way so if down the road we do want to include them in everything else then we've, we've already made those baby steps to make to make that happen so yeah having those in family wellness days um is a, is a great idea and then it's um it's it's non-invasive and it's not there is no hidden agenda or or tactic to try to get them in, enrolled in the specific things where we're just including them because we care about them. Um, that's always a better way to way, way to play it out for sure. What about incentives? Do you offer them or no? You know, incentives. That's always a tricky question. Everyone always asks about, <laughs> about incentives, and you know sometimes they they can work really well, and sometimes they can just be an absolute backfire. Um, my, our philosophy at Catalyst has always been if you can get people engaged. Um, on their own free will and, and be and voluntary because they want to, you're going to have a lot more long-term success than dangling a carrot out in front of them um, because then they might only be showing up for that carrot. So when it comes to uh, including spouses, um, I, I'm, we're big fans of, of like raffle prizes because then your, your, your budget is, is gone way down. You don't have to spend money on, on everything um, you can or for everybody. You can just say, hey, there's this one big prize. We just want to like kind of make it more fun uh, because they're not reliant on that carrot to you know, pay like a gift card to pay, <laughs> to pay like a, a cell phone bill or something like that. Um, it's just something fun. So I, I definitely think they can be uh, used in, in a positive way. And that's the best way that, 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 that we've seen them for sure. Let's dive a little bit deeper on the communication piece. So you, you talked about you know, having phone numbers, email addresses is a, a really good starting point. What are some other ways that you communicate, whether it's through the, the actual employee and then they push it down to family members, but maybe you just give some tips for people who are listening to the podcast of what they could actually do to integrate the family members. Well, obviously, the, the, the least uh, uh, point of resistance is going to be through, through the employees. And so being able to have some kind of material um, that, that can be handed to, to the spouse. I'm, I, I'm always a big fan of infographics and very helpful mm. information. Um, so using tools like freepick.com to, to, to put some kind of material together that looks fun in, in a neat way versus some very uh, long-winded you know, e- uh, email or, 
or a letter that got written in a Word document, no one's going to read that. So you got to make it fun and, and, and cool looking, right? Um, or no one's going to take it seriously. So that's always going to be the least the uh, least uh, resistance. Um, and then when I and like I said, I mentioned uh, web webinars as well too, including them on you know times that you can communicate what it is that, that you're doing with them. So um, they can do that from home. Obviously, they're calling in. You're at work still, and you can do that on on class time or uh, on the on work time. Uh, we've also seen videos being recorded, which has been huge. Um, one of our clients, Decana Wellness. Uh, Decana, uh, we went on their website, DecanaWellness.com. We uh, helped to kind of create the storyboard for this animated video um, that kind of went through the details of what their program is. And that was a huge help because we could just send that link. Um, you could send that link to, to the spouses as well, too. So they just have a short video clip to watch. One of my favorite uh, animated software systems out there is, is, a, is a tool called GoAnimate, GoAnimate.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is awesome. It's a super easy drag and drop user interface, and you can create you know, simple videos to communicate what it is that you, you need to communicate. That would be a great tool to send, again, to spouses to uh, communicate whatever information that, that you have for them. We, we are all competing with the attention of our, our, our employees and their spouses, right? We're, we're just inundated with... Um, with brands all, all day long and, and messaging. So wellness, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're going to have to compete with that. We're going to have to compete with those eyeballs and those attention. And so we need to use the same mediums that, you know, our technically our competition is, is, is using. And so they are using videos. They are using infographics. They're using different ways to get the messaging out. And so that's going to be critical. And also making sure that we're consistent. You know, you could just start something small with like some kind of like fun newsletter that goes out every quarter, but it, it's maybe it's intended for spouses only. Like, hey, did you know, like this is the stuff that's happening, you know, at your husband or wife's, you know, work. And these are some of the positive things. So it doesn't have to necessarily be them physically being there to do a, you know, a Fitbit challenge or something like that. It could just be um, a, a did you know newsletter um, to get them incorporated with uh, hey these are the best practices on you to use your benefits or did you know that these doctors over here are taking new patients um, or here's a great you know physical therapy clinic that's five miles away from our from our work site these are little tidbits that you can start to do to, to incorporate at least communicate with them information that you might want so maybe not necessarily them doing things but at least get some information out to them so they feel a part of uh, the company Good segue into my next question for you. So that's the communication piece. And that the awareness is half the battle, but what about engagement? How do you actually get them to, to participate and do it? Yeah, that's the that's a tricky part for, for just employees, right? Uh, you know, the national average for wellness program participation as of at least 2014 um, is, is 19%. Ooh, ouch. And that's after the biometrics and the screenings are done. We see about 50 to 60% on, on national average. Uh, for those, but once that's done, when it comes to the actual, okay, let's let's look on the health improvement programs. Yeah, we're at 19%. It's it's awful. So obviously, spouses is even lower than that. So um, this is really the, um, <laughs> the the biggest problem problem of all. Um, and again, I I truly believe it gets back to communication um, on how to get people engaged and having and finding their why and the reason why that they should participate or why they should even care. If we don't do that, then we're 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 already at a loss, and we just don't see consistency, you know, with these programs. That's why I mentioned, you know, Safe Corporation in our in our last podcast is because they and they yes they do happen to have a dedicated you know person there running their program, and of course they're they're engaging spouses over there as well too. So if you don't have that ability, being a small business, you know, really look toward your wellness committee 
to really take on some projects on, okay, how do we better communicate to our, to our spouses? How do we get them to participate? And what, and how do we actually keep it top of mind? And so there's, there's constant communication and messaging that's going out. You know, our last podcast talking about wearables, so there's mm-hmm. apps that are out there that are free. You know, Nike has a, has a running app. There's RunKeeper. Um, there's these other tools that we could absolutely use that spouses could use for free to include them in some of the challenges that we're, we're, we're doing. Um, and then again, you know, including some of those raffle prizes in there that, that maybe the, the spouses can participate in. And again, long term, maybe we do look at, you know, including them in, in the wellness program and giving them some premium differentials for, for participating. You know, I worked with the group for, for years and we eventually got their program to what's called an you know, outcomes-based wellness program. And it was well received because we took time getting there. And, and that's when you connect, you know, a, an actual dollar amount to specific, you know, health risks. So the, 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 the positive spin of courses, you know, the healthier you are, the less you pay. Well, we were able to roll that out to spouses as well, too, because they were already participating in some of the aspects of the wellness program, or at least they were aware of it. So when we moved to this saying, hey, you're going to be incentivized and pay less as a family plan on your medical benefits if you do this, this, and this, or if your numbers reach this. So again, you got to really put a plan together. You know, what are your intentions with with those spouses is the best way that I I can explain it. Hopefully that wasn't too long-winded for you. No, it's great. And you actually said something a bit about a minute ago that was sub- subtle, but so profound. And that was, you, you mentioned purpose around the program. And I think in the community, when you're talking about communication, if you're really trying to, to communicate, to build awareness, but also get people engaged, I think the, like, making sure everything had that has that why and that purpose coming through in it, that you're more likely to have the employees rally around it, but then the employees are going to be so excited that they go home and they talk to their spouses about it and their other family members and get them involved. I think that's the way to do it. No, you're right. And you, and you can do things that are outside of your traditional wellness stuff, like eating healthier or physical activity. One of our clients that we're working with that we are including spouses right out of the gate, actually, in, in year one, we're super excited about that. That was one of their biggest things is like, hey, when we start this, we have to include, we have to include spouses. And this is a big company. Though. I mean, we have about 2,300 employees throughout the country. And so we have a pretty big challenge. And so one of the things that we wanted to do was focus on, on community-based wellness. So we're going to be doing some donation drives. So coat drives and shoe drives and food drives. Well, what better way to get spouses involved than as something as simple as that? So the employees can go back and say, hey, we're doing a coat drive. It's the winter time. We were trying to collect some coats. And we actually have a company goals that we're trying to uh, – trying to hit at each of the locations, and we're going to constantly be updating the employees of where we're at with those goals, how many coats we actually did receive. So it kind of puts us that little bit of peer pressure on the employees to go home and, and talk to their you know, husband or wife and say, hey, what kind of coats do we have here? What can we donate? And same thing for the food drives and for the, and for the shoe drives. So it can start small. Again, it doesn't have to be about like, okay, hey, honey, you need to lose weight, or hey, you need to stop smoking. It can be um, things other than other than that, such as mm-hmm. you know, community-based wellness, or even you know, financial wellness, and say, hey, let's let's take a look at some of these online videos um, through like KeyBank is a great example has a really cool financial wellness program um, that's available for employees for free, and those are things that you can engage employees with and say, hey, take this home and do this like you know this work this uh, you know worksheet you know with your spouse. So there, there's definitely a lot of ways to get get creative in that, but again, it doesn't always have to be fit focus physically on on health and I think that's one of the, an issue with with wellness is that we are, we get too concerned with you know the, those those the weight you know that the numbers um, it, it's so much bigger than that right 
Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Let's let's wrap this topic up by talking about the benefits. So if employers do a really good job of integrating the family members, um, what do you see as long-term benefits? You mentioned reduced healthcare costs. I think that's an obvious one. What are some other ones? Well, to clarify on the healthcare costs, what, I, what I'm really referring to is it's, it's really hard to, to quantify that sometimes because... No, oh, absolutely. I totally know what you mean. Because you can um, you know, have the, the next employee that you, hi- you get hired on, you know, sadly happens to have cancer already. And so that's going to you know, uh, deter you know, that you know, reducing cost. But what you can do and have, absolutely have 100% control over is benefit utilization, is really educating employees and their spouses, any plan member, on when to go to the doctor and when not to go to the doctor. You know, we've had a group that um, we just got introduced to that, that people were going to the ER because they had a sore throat. It's like, oh, my oh, goodness. Like, that was over oh, wow. $1,000 per, yeah, per visit. And it was just a lack of education on that. So by including spouses on that, and remember what I said before, is that spouses are, are costing us about 30% higher than, than employees. Um, so there's a huge need for that, that benefit education, too. It just makes our jobs a lot easier to actually get employees engaged and get even get them uh, their numbers health, healthier if the spouses are are, are included um, and again like the beauty the whole point of wellness is to have you know happier um, healthier lives and so if we can affect an entire person's family one of our employees' family I'm like how how cool is that um, that's just a kind of an added added benefit so I I would love to see more employers uh, doing it I think they. A confused mind says no, and so we just don't do it. But I think if we just attempted, I think we'd see a lot of positive results more more than we we see with with not even trying. Agreed. Hey Benjamin, this has been an awesome discussion. I really enjoyed it. Why don't you give out uh, like your your website where people can learn more about Catalyst and what you're doing, and then also I know you're so involved with other things, um, and you have some speaking engagements and whatnot coming up. So why don't you just give listeners a sense for where they can find more about what you're doing? Sure. So I mean, obviously our website is, is Catalyst.com. It's K is in kite A D A L Y S T dot com. It's spelled a little funny. I, I named it up uh, after an employee that had passed away. Uh, about 12, 12 years ago, his name was Daryl. So that's why we do what we do. Um, and for more information on, on how, really how, or how to really get connected within the community and other employers that are, are, are having a lot of success or need some help, um, we have what's called the Worksite Wellness Network. Uh, we meet every other month at the downtown Moda building. It's free to attend. There's no solicitation you know, allowed. We've been doing it for four years. Um, it's, been, it's been a great, great turnout. We have about 350 members representing about 250 organizations, 40 to 70 people are, are in attendance at every event. And so if you go to worksitewellnessnetwork.org, um, you know, sign up for the, for the invite list. It's right there on the homepage. We have a, um, a ne- next event coming up on April 14th. And we have our annual Worksite Wellness Summit coming up on, on September 7th at the Oregon Convention Center. Um, so that website is worksitewellnesssummit.org. And there'll be some more information getting posted with the agenda and topics and, and the speakers. We just secured all those a couple weeks ago. So um, hopefully that will give uh, get your, your listeners uh, some, some opportunity to get connected. Absolutely. And I'll put in a plug to uh, that, that Worksite Wellness Summit, which is uh, you partner with the American Heart Association for that. Uh, Benjamin does such an awesome job on that event. And uh, so same with the American Heart Association and all the other volunteers. I've been to that event. It's an it's an amazing event, especially if you want to learn more about wellness and connect with people in the community. It's it's a phenomenal event. What do you get about five hundred people to that event? Well, we're shooting for five hundred this year. We had almost yeah. four hundred last year, and so it, it continues to grow year over year. Awesome, Benjamin Prinzine of Catalyst. Thank you so much for joining the podcast again. We'll uh, we'll definitely have you back in the in the future again. Great, I'll talk to you soon, Brandon. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com. Dot com.